G'day, Ben here. Hey, quick question. Do you cringe when you see yourself on video or hear the sound of your own voice recorded and played back to you? Yeah, well, you're not alone. And the fact is that there's some science behind why we hate seeing and hearing ourselves on video. So in this episode, I'm going to break down three of the main reasons why this is and what you can do to overcome it. Here we go. The world of video marketing for business is changing and I don't want you to get left behind. G'day, I'm your host Ben Amos and welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Each week I'll be bringing you the best in the world of video marketing, content creation, business growth strategy and storytelling, along with practical tips, insight and knowledge that you need to grow as a confident video strategist and build profitable businesses. Let's get on with the show. G'day, g'day, Ben Amos here from Engage Video Marketing and welcome back to another episode of the show. It's another solo show today. We have got many more guests lined up and coming to you very soon, but I'm enjoying some of these solo shows and I'd love to hear whether you're getting value from them too. Let me know. So in this episode, I'm actually going to break down for you something that's been coming up quite a bit lately in the work that we've been doing to help some of our clients show up more confidently on camera and overcome some of the fears that they have of seeing and hearing themselves when they're recorded on video. And I imagine that either this is something that you feel yourself and that either you've had to overcome or you're working on overcoming, or I'm guarantee that it's something that you're facing with your clients as well. So what? It, why is this and what can we do about it? Well, the fact is that the you that you see and hear on video is actually not what you believe yourself to be. Weird, right? And this is because of three key things. And it's these things are a combination of both physiological and psychological reasons. So the first reason is something called the mere exposure effect. That's mere, M-E-R-E. So the mere exposure effect describes our tendency to develop preferences for things simply because we're familiar with them. So it's often referred to as the familiarity principle. Now, the effect was first studied by American social psychologist by the name of Robert Zajonk in 1968. And he did some experiments where he tested how subjects responded to made-up words and Chinese characters. So subjects were shown in this experiment uh, characters a different number of times and then were tested on their attitudes towards them. Now, Zajonk found that subjects who were shown these words or characters the most also responded the most favorably to them. Weird, right? But we see this time and time again in our daily life or in marketing as well. We become more familiar and more, you know, we enjoy things that we are more familiar with. You got those fa- that favorite T-shirt or uh, that favorite pair of shoes or that favorite place to sit on the couch in your lounge room, and the fact is we've evolved as humans to subconsciously favor those things that we're familiar with. It's kind of kept us alive instinctively. See, the human brain is is lazy. It's always seeking the easiest path and the path of least resistance. So we prefer stimuli that we've already been exposed to. 
you know, think back in caveman days of, you know, if we're familiar with that rock being there and that tree being there and, you know, the the way the light shines through the mouth of the cave being a certain way, if anything changes or is different, then potentially we're in danger. So that fight or flight instinct kind of kicks into play. And that's also relevant in branding and marketing. You know, there's a reason why Coca-Cola will put their logo on everything they possibly can, even if they're not specifically in a place where you can buy the drink, right? So it's just about exposure to the brand makes it you more favorable. So next time you're standing at the drinks fridge, you're going to gravitate towards Coca-Cola. So the way the mere exposure effect works is that we're used to every single day, every single morning, potentially, getting up, getting ready, looking at ourselves in the mirror and seeing a version of ourselves, which is actually mirrored image to the real version of ourselves. And because we're exposed over and over again to this mirrored image version of ourselves and we become familiar with it, we tend to like the way that we look in the mirror most of the time because we're used to seeing how we look, it becomes familiar to us. However, when we're recorded on video and we watch that video back, strangely enough, it looks a bit odd. Because nobody's face is perfectly symmetrical. Nobody as a human is perfectly symmetrical. So the version that we're seeing on video is to us, something is slightly off. Now to everyone else, that's just how you look. But to us, used to seeing the mirrored version of ourselves day in and day out, we actually rarely in our life see how we really look. So the mere exposure effect is responsible for that kind of cringing when we look at ourselves and we don't, we can't quite put our fingers on why we don't like the way we look on camera. There's a reason why when you're using the front facing camera in say selfie mode on your, on your smartphone, there's a reason why it shows you a mirrored image because we're more used to seeing that. There's a reason why when we're on a Zoom call, for example, the version that we see kind of of our own camera image is a mirrored image because, again, it makes us feel more comfortable with how we appear. So the mirror exposure effect is, I think, one of the key and overlooked reasons why we just don't like how we show up on camera. But we can get over that when we understand why we're responding that way. Okay. Reason number two is, and this is more about liking or disliking how we actually sound when we're recorded, because the fact is that we aren't used to hearing our real voice. You see, the way that most people hear us and the way that recording devices or cameras or microphones actually pick up and record our our vocal sounds is through a process of air conduction, which is air waves traveling from our vocal cords and from our from us through the air and then being received by either our listener, someone else's ears, or by the recording device. However, what we hear when we speak is a combination of air conduction, so our voice coming out of our mouth and then back into our ears through the air, but also combined with that is bone conduction, which is the sound of our voice reverberating around our own head. And because it's uh, being conducted through the bones, we tend to perceive our own voice as being uh, more of a deeper tone, more resonating than what we actually hear. 
So the reason why when you play back your own voice, people say to themselves, do I really sound like that? Well, the fact is that, yes, you do really sound like that, but you're just not used to hearing how you really sound. So again, as you can imagine, the mere exposure effect is coming into play here again, because again, you know, we're becoming more familiar with how we're used to hearing ourselves. So when we hear how we actually sound played back to us, we're not as familiar and we don't favor that sound as much. Okay, so super interesting, right? The third reason why we often hate the way that we show up on camera or the way that we look or sound is something called confirmation bias. Now, confirmation bias is a psychological principle, which is about the tendency as humans for us to search for, interpret, favor, and recall information in a way that either confirms or supports one's prior beliefs or values. So effectively what that's saying is we see and hear what we expect to see and hear. So if we're going into creating a video, being already self-conscious about how our hair looks or, you know, what our skin looks like that day, or maybe we're feeling that, you know, self-conscious about being a little bit overweight, for example, or our shirt's too tight or whatever you're feeling in your head. When you watch that video back, we're going to focus on that. And our natural tendency will be to have a bias towards confirming what we believed in the first place. Okay, so what that means is we're going to pick on ourselves in a different way when we're watching our own content back than anyone else will potentially focus on because we're focused on the things that confirm our beliefs about ourselves. So the big question is, I guess, how do we overcome this fear of seeing and hearing ourselves on camera? And equally, how do we help our clients overcome this fear of being on camera? Well, the fact is, the best way to do this is to just do it, to take imperfect action. The more you create video content and then take the time to watch yourself back on camera and then learn, adjust and adapt as you go, the easier it will become. What we're effectively doing here then is using that mere exposure effect for good instead of evil. The more we get used to seeing and hearing ourselves recorded and played back on camera, the less self-critical we will be, the more favourable we will be to our recorded image and our recorded sound. So my friend, the easiest way to get more comfortable and to get over the fear of being on camera is to just do it more often. I know, sounds like a bit of a cop-out, right? But that's true. That's the way it is. So hopefully you found this interesting. Those three reasons that we broke down here, the mere exposure effect or our tendency to favor things that we've seen more often and are more familiar with. And the fact that we're not actually hearing our own voice, that we're used to hearing a combination of bone conduction and air conduction. And then finally, this idea of confirmation bias, that we see what we want to see. We focus on what we want to focus on. So let me know if this has been interesting and valuable to you. I'd love to hear from you uh, and what you've got out of today's episode. And if you've got value from this episode or any other episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, 
then I'd seriously love a rating and a review. Or even better, why not just share this episode with someone who you think would get value from overcoming a bit more this fear of seeing themselves on camera. I appreciate you for for sharing the last 12 or so minutes with me. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and you are awesome for listening to this show. See you next time. Bye.